career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. All right, guys, we are back with another candid, raw conversation between two guys that are 40 plus years old. And I just have to say that if you're really struggling like with anything in this part of your life, maybe you need to quit apologizing for it and get on with it. And one of the best ways to do that is to go to the unapologeticlifeassessment.com and take that little assessment that I got out there for guys 40 plus to help you like go, okay, it's time to wake the crap up and do something with my life. And speaking of waking the crap up, I have known this guy for a few years now and we've both been speakers, done amazing things with being out on the speaking circuit. And then lo and behold, he did something in reverse to what most guys do. He decided to go back into the corporate lifestyle because you know what? Sometimes doing the right thing means doing the right thing for you. So I want to welcome my buddy Phil Gerbershack, which you can call it like Gerbershack is like shark attack, Caddyshack, however you want to do it. But um, hey, Phil, man, I am so happy to have you here to have this conversation because doing this reverse thing is not what most people might do, right? Yeah, that's right, Rick. I'm glad to be here too, man. But yeah, it's totally different. And I'll tell you, from an ego perspective, it's mm-hmm. very, very different. I'm sure. And trust me, bro, I've been there many times myself. Like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to go back <laughs> into the workplace, you know. Um, but let's kind of back up. You, you've been doing some great sales training and stuff throughout the years. You and I met at National Speakers Association. And what started to happen that you just said, you know what? I think I might just change directions here. Yeah, well, well, first, I'll tell you, man, back in February, I, business was incredibly, incredibly good. I was super happy with mm-hmm. the way things were. And within about 45 days, like things started to get a little weird. I, one client would drop out, another client would drop out. And I wasn't, you know, I would replace them. But like energetically, I was like, this is kind of weird. Like clients don't normally leave. They usually stay. I mean, we get good results. Yep. But I had clients, you know, that they, frankly, they weren't doing the work. And so I wasn't surprised, you know, when you do sales training, right, for business, for individuals, it's all about doing the work. You can't just be lucky here. I mean, just because I'm smart doesn't make you smart, right? If I'm coaching you, you have to do the work. So clients weren't doing the work. And so... I shouldn't be surprised, but I had, get this, man, $144,000 in recurring revenue that just, wow. fell out. It just fell out. Wow. Yeah. It was tough, man. It was tough. And I'll tell you, you want to talk about a damage to the ego. When yes. you're on top and things are going really well and you're, I mean, I was on track to have like far and away my best year yet mm-hmm. and stuff falls out. You're like, what did I do? Like, mm-hmm. As a guy, right, man, I want to take control. I, I want to control mm-hmm. everything. Yep. Because that's, you know, sadly, that's how I'm wired. And then I thought, okay, well, what can I control? So I got, did get some more business. I replaced it for a couple months. And, and then this, comp, this headhunter reached out to me and said, hey, are you interested in being the senior director of sales training? And I said, no, I'm not. Like, my business is good. I have no problem with it. And she goes, well, would you be interested in at least having a chat to learn about the organization? And I mm-hmm. said, hmm. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I can, uh, maybe I can sell them my sales training, right? Maybe clearly right. the new sales trainer, maybe this will work. And then like everything 
just perfectly lined up. So initially it was no, not interested, but I think it's important to always at least listen to the opportunity. Absolutely. And so that's really what changed is my, my, my mind, my heart changed from no to, okay, let's talk. Let's see what that really means. Like, what would that look like? If I was going to design my perfect job, what would that look like? Because frankly, I got nothing to lose. I mean, if they say no, if they tell me, nope, we're not going to do that. Well, if that's really a deal breaker, then that's cool, right? Then I don't have to say yes. Right. And so right. from my ego, um, which really was the biggest obstacle for me, the ego of, well, what are people going to think? Are they going to think mm-hmm. that it wasn't successful? Are they going to think? And it's comical because every one of my friends, to a person that I tell, it's like, wow, man, that sounds like the perfect job for you. I can't, I'm, I'm so happy for you. That is exactly it. Not one person said, dude, you're such a loser. Right. I can't believe <laughs> you would give up your successful business to go back in the corporate it, You know, and it's so interesting because it is our ego. It's our little gremlin voice in our head that creates all these stupid fucking stories that yeah. aren't true. And, and yep. even if it is true, then I always encourage people when I'm working with them or if I'm speaking in front of an audience to think about if the gremlin is true once or twice or three times with a certain individual or a group of individuals, it is not about you. It's about them. That's right. That's you know, right. If somebody well, were to say, if I were to, if I were to say to you, feel, wow, that seems like a really stupid move, man. I don't know why you did that. That is all about me That's because right. what's happening in most people's cases is, dang, I wish I could have got something like that. Or why did he get that? I didn't. And it's interesting, and I, you don't know this story because I don't think we've really talked since then, but a year ago, yes, we're coming, literally coming up on a year, um, I was approached by Grant Baldwin, who is a guy that I've done his Booked and Paid to Speak program, and he's helped me tremendously. And he said, you seem to have done really well with this. Hey, would you, would you consider doing a couple of the group calls um, for me while I'm on vacation? I'm like, sure. And then it escalated from that to, hey, I need another coach on the team. Might you consider doing it? And at first I'm like, "Hmm, how is this going to impact my business? And then I'm like, wait, Rick, look at this from a different perspective. This is really good. This guy respects you enough to say, hey, I'd love to have you on the team. How much time can it take? And it's the same sort of thing. Now, I don't work for him full time, but it's a nice part time gig for me that relieves a lot of my own pressure because I show up, I do the deed. I, I support his business. I love working with him. And that takes about 50% of what I need out of my own life that I don't, yes, I can't say I don't have to worry about it, but I kind of don't because I'm just here doing the gig I do. And I love doing what I'm doing. And I think yeah. that's the biggie. So uh, Yeah, well, it frees you up, right? Once you get out of your ego's way, it frees you up really to see what's possible instead mm-hmm. of just focused on, oh my gosh, what are people, what am I going to think, right? right. How, how exactly. am I going to feel about this? And frankly, embrace the fact that now maybe I have a little bit more security mm-hmm. and it gives me the, op- for me, I mean, I totally now get the freedom and the, the brain power to say, well, Hey, maybe I can co- go create a new book. Maybe mm-hmm. I can create something different. Maybe yep. now my creative juices can flow in a different way because I don't have the pressure of having, you know, it having to pump every month, yeah. you know, prospect produce every single stinking month. Yeah. 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 I, and I'm going through a very similar space right now um, because of what I do with Grant and then some other things that have come up. 
I'm looking at all the different things. And I, when I started my, my whole working for myself career, I was doing lots of different things. I mean, I was teaching spin class part-time, you know, just to like, Hey, let's do this. Plus it was keeping me in great shape, which I know you and I have both been on yep. that journey together over the last few months. Like, okay, we're getting this happening. But as I'm getting back on my track with my own health, I'm considering like, you know, I think I want to teach spin again. It's been a few years since I've done that. Is it great money? No, but it's something else. And it does bring in some income, but it's something I love doing. And it doesn't have to be the dominant piece. And the reason I wanted Phil on this podcast today, besides that I love the guy dearly, was this conversation needs to happen more and more with guys, especially with guys. I'm not saying women don't, but you know, this is about the guys because sometimes we get so pent up in, okay, this is what I do. This is how I do it. And I got to just stick to, to this and do it. And Phil, I'm curious if you had stayed in that mindset, you know, and I know we're looking in the crystal ball, but if you'd stay in that mindset, no, I just got to stay here and I got to do this. This is what I'm supposed to do. What do you think might have happened? Well, uh, you know, it, it was our, the recurring part was already spiraling down. Right. So likely that would have completely fallen out. And I would have been like, oh, crap. Now I got to go do stuff I don't want to do. Exactly. Now, now I've got to, you know, pick up business that I don't want. Now I can't pick my clients anymore. Now my clients can pick me. Now I got to advertise. Now yeah. I got to do stuff right now. I might have to pick up some partnerships or maybe, frankly, you know, sell something I don't want to sell or be some, somebody I don't want to be. Yep. And you want, you want to talk about ego, man. There's no greater ego blow than to have to be somebody you're not. That's the freaking worst, man. I mean, pretending to be somebody I'm not or pretending to work with people that I don't really care about and putting on a sunny face and saying, yeah, you know, I think you're great when I'm really inside saying, this person sucks, man, but I'm so glad that they're paying me every month. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest blow to the ego. So I, I think that would have continued to spiral down. Um, now, that's not to say in a couple of years, right, things might change. Right. But for now, the good news is like 80% of my energy is in one spot. 80% yep. of my attention goes to one client. So mm -hmm. now, and again, that's how I look at it. I view this as a pretty much an 80% consulting, consulting mm -hmm. gig that they just get my first fruit. They don't get all my fruit because mm -hmm. I still get to speak. I still get to podcast. I still get to write. Right. I'm still working on some cool stuff, yep. right? But they make it first. So yep. therefore, A, it still keeps me hungry because frankly, if it paid, you know, if it paid too much, well, then you get fat and lazy. Right, exactly. Exactly. But they, it's just enough that I can energetically be honest and say, hey, I'm going to keep doing my own stuff because it's only filling 80% of my bucket. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love the way you position that because I think many people, in fact, I just had a client who he had a great interview yesterday for a position and he's kind of been struggling because he's like, I don't know, I'm, you know, 50 some years old and I don't know if they're, I'm like, okay, cut that crap to begin with. <laughs> You've got the talent, you've got the goods, you know, all that. He goes, but I just want to make sure this doesn't consume my life. I said, so what if you looked at it from, it's going to contribute to your life. And it's so ironic that you just said that whole 80% because I literally said to him yesterday, what percentage of your life would you like it to contribute to? And he kind of got really like so quiet that I thought, okay, did the call drop? Are we still here? And he said, you know, I never thought about it that way. And he goes, you have been pushing me and pushing me and pushing me for months to think about whatever comes next is the thing that gets you capable of doing the side gig that you want to do. It's just a means to the end and letting that piece be the majority of how you make some money, but it affords you the other part to go do the thing you really want to do because he wants to do some documentaries. He wants to do some filming and stuff. 
but he's been putting the documentaries and film as the primary. And it's like, okay, but you're not to that space where you can go, I can live like that. Doesn't mean this is forever. And I love that you said, this is just what works for now. It's just what works for now. Yeah, and it always is, right? I mean, nothing is permanent. Let's be honest, right? They could sever ties with me. I can sever ties with them. Absolutely. I could, I could move. They could move. I mean, there's so much out there that I just got to embrace the right now, man. Absolutely. I got to be fully right now. You know, and you said something else. It's ironic because one of the things in, one of, in all of my talks about this being, you know, not being who you are, this is one of the phrases I use. In fact, when I spoke a month ago, it was on the big, big backdrop. And it says, the truth of who you are is far more powerful than the false truth that you're pretending. Heck and I yes. think if more people would really see that in their lives, I, the truth of who I am is I'm a guy who wants to sit at home in my shorts and a t-shirt and record podcasts and coach clients. And of course, I'll put a different shirt on when I'm like zooming with a, a client or something, but I want to have this freedom, but anything that doesn't give me freedom, I don't want to be doing it. And even in this moment, my husband and I are talking about opening a business and, and we're talking about it from the thing that we love to do. We are, we love wine and we would love to have a little wine bar, only wine, some charcuterie plates, that sort of thing, but just wine because we live in a beautiful area where we're surrounded by wine country. But what's missing is a wine bar that really just caters to those who love the wine. Yeah, you can go wine taste all day long, but then there's nothing that happens. And we live in a small town where everything kind of, the sidewalks literally do roll up at nine o'clock, but nothing happens after nine. And we're like, if we had this loungy sort of thing that we could open up, we probably do really well. But we're approaching it from what percentage of life does that thing contribute? And what do we need to be doing this? And a lot of rethinking. And in our own way, like you, I would be stepping back in to part of my past life because my past life was hospitality. Yep. And I never thought I would consider that, but because it's passion of mine and I see the opportunity, who knows? I could be like saying, hey, guess what, guys? I am doing this now. I'm still going to podcast, but everything else would probably shift around. So for you, I know it's only been a few weeks since this all happened, a couple of months. What is the thing that you've found has been the biggest benefit to you as a person by saying, nope, I'm going this direction. Well, I, I think the stability is probably the big thing for me in that, again, my base is covered. So mm -hmm. every two weeks I get paid. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. I think the, 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 along with that, because of the position that I'm in, and I travel a lot, so I get to go see my friends. Yep. I get to go to places that I've been that I get to go reconnect with friends and that contributes then to my work because they, I talk about my work and they're smart people like you are, Rick, that give me an alternative perspective like, hey, what about this? Or, hey, you said you're doing that. What about this? Have you considered that? And that is, that's a benefit both to my business as well as to my life. Yeah. And I think most people miss these things. We all get stuck in. Okay. And you know, a lot of what I talk about these days, because my, my brand is no fears, no excuses, no apologies. But when I work with people in this space, mostly guys, but you know, people in this midlife space where there's this, gosh, there's this foot insecurity, but there's this other foot that's out there. Like, I want to go, I want to go. You have to quit going, well, but security is a hundred percent of this. And that's 0% over here. You, you need to find how do you make this fit and own it. And it doesn't mean you have to do 100% commitment out the gate. Even when I'm working with clients who are like, I need something more in my life. Okay, well, first of all, and I love uh, one of the phrases from Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic. I love the book. 
And she says, the moment that you turn your creative endeavor into being responsible for sustaining your life, you will never create. And I love that because, and I use it many, many times because I think this is where a lot of people end up making the mistake, especially guys, because we are so socialized to, you got to make this happen. You got to carry the load. Da, 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 da. And then we say, okay, well, there's no room to go do what I want to do. There's always room. It's just what you've shown today, Phil. It's just the mind shift. Always, the right? Starts out. here. Yeah, it always starts up there. Always starts up there. So, um, so before we wrap it up here, bro, if you were going to give somebody a like piece of advice who's kind of sitting in a similar space as you, what would that piece of advice be, man? I would ask them to ask their, themselves, like, what do I really want? Like, what's my real end goal? And what are a couple steps that I could take that are not scary, that are small but meaningful steps that I could take to move closer to my goals? So mm -hmm. if that's, you know, if maybe that's hiring a coach, picking up a book, reading an article, listening to a podcast, finding a mentor, whatever that is. Yeah. What are those little steps? And then I'd encourage these folks, hey, take the first step. Just take one mm -hmm. step. Yeah. And it's okay. Like, it's okay to say that that's not the right step for you, but take a step yeah. in faith, knowing that your intuition, if you're midlife like Rick and I are, you've got some experience. I mean, you've yeah. got to trust yourself a little bit. You've got to trust that mindset that you know a lot more than you say you do. So yep. trust that feeling and go get it. Absolutely. I agree 100% with you. Well, Phil, man, I'm so happy for you. I love that you're doing this. I love the outlook you provided. I, I just, everything that we just talked about is so important. Whether you're, guys, whether you're thinking about stepping back into corporate or you're thinking about stepping out of something or stepping into something you've always wanted to do, it is about realizing that your ego can get in the way and it can blow everything out of proportion. And all you got to do, as Phil said, is just determine a couple of simple little things, a couple of simple steps. And I know again, guys, this is really tough because we're supposed to just take it on. Let's go do it. Let's, but you know what? I personally have learned and I know Phil has because we both have ran our own businesses. When you give yourself the space to take one small step and take one small action, a lot of times that's the thing that's going to make you win. Take the small step and make it happen. So loved having you on the show here, Phil. Thanks for contributing so much, brother. My pleasure, Rick. Thanks, man. That's a wrap for 40 Plus. Real men, real talk. Where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real Men, Real Talk, where the conversations continue.